and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hi, everyone. So we have an interesting show for you today. I am learning something new through this conversation. We are going to be talking about sophrology. I'm wondering if you've ever heard of that because I had never heard of it. But our guest today is Dominique Antiglio, and she is a globally sought after sophrologist specializing in stress management, self-development and birth preparation. After studying with Professor Alfonso Casado, the inventor of sophrology, she founded Be Sofro, a London-based clinic and consultancy with an online platform to help people find a better life through the practice of sophrology. And uh, Dominique wrote a book that I have here in my hands called The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology, Breathe and Connect with the Calm and Happy You. So we are going to learn through this conversation today the methods to help to overcome stress. And I believe that everyone needs this and we all need to breathe a little bit more. So I'm really excited to learn more about this. Dominique, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Oh, thank you, April. I'm really happy to be here. Thank yes, you. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to have you because um, this is a topic that I've never seen a book on. I have never even heard of it, um, which always piques my interest because sometimes we'll have guests on and I might be familiar with the topic, have studied it, have read many books on it, and I'll still learn something new from our guests on a topic that I'm already aware of. But this is brand new to me. So you're going to have to take me through um, just like you would our, our listeners as if we are hearing this for the very first time. Um, yeah. But I would love to, yeah, I'd love to hear how you actually got into this, and then maybe you can explain a little bit of the history of what this is and how it was founded. Yeah, so um, I got into sophology um, when I was 15 year old. Um, it was a very uh, lucky uh, for me that I found sophology because I was suffering from um, like deep tiredness and uh, recurrent infection, and I, I also suffered from episode of fainting. And, um, and I went to my GP and my GP in Switzerland uh, recommended, did all sorts of tests and he couldn't really find any traditional way of, of helping me. And he said, there's nothing really wrong, but I, I can see you're, you're really struggling. So why don't you see a sophrologist? And like, um, like you, you know, I didn't know what it was, and, but I, I was quite desperate to feel better because I was a student and I was playing basketball and I wasn't really feeling happy in my own skin. At the time, I, I you know, I always kind of felt a bit out of place at school and I wasn't particularly thriving at that time. So I gave it a go and I met this uh, incredible sophologist uh, and sophology was already very well known in Switzerland and well recognized at the time. Um, And she taught me some very simple practices uh, combining breathing, relaxation, visualization and, and very simple moves. Um, she recorded that practice and she told me, uh, try to practice this 10 minutes a day for the, the week ahead and then you come back to see me, and which I did. And, and first of all, I, I really enjoyed those practices because they were simple, uh, 
they didn't require me to talk a lot about myself. You know, when you're 15, you're a bit shy, probably you're, you're quite self-conscious. So, so it was really a, a, a new way to, to work with myself and to discover how I can influence my breath, how I can connect with my inner resources, how those move were bringing a new awareness in my body. And, and after those five weeks, like five sessions I did with her, I, I not only completely recovered from this tiredness, from this uh, lack of energy and uh, the infection, etc. But I, I really uh, changed the way I, I live my life. I, I realized I was very empowered by these techniques and that the perspective I had on my life at the time and the way I was dealing with the stress and the pressure I was feeling was not the way to do it and there there were there were other simple ways to help me feel confident feel feel that I could decide um, that I could decide how I want to live this time of my life rather than feeling under pressure so that has been a massive high opening experience for me and and to this day this is this is why I'm so motivated to to spread um, to spread the word about sophology because I think it can, in very simple ways, help a lot of people of of all ages. So um, yeah, so that's my my story. And and then for for the other question about um, where sophology come from, so so sophology has been very popular in continental Europe for the last 50 years. It's, it's been created in the 50s, in, uh, in the 60s, sorry, by Alfonso Caicedo, who's, who's a neuropsychiatrist in Spain. And he, he was really interested to help uh, his patients live a better life, patients with um, a mental illness and uh, were struggling to the treatment they were using at the time and he was very interested in understanding how consciousness can be supported and and being a more harmonious uh, state so if he mixed some western influence of phenomenology psychology um, uh, relaxation uh, autogenic training with Eastern uh, philosophies and practices like yoga, meditation, and um, and Zen and Buddhist meditation, and he came up with a very unique system of of practice um, that is built over twelve levels, and each level concentrates on one aspect of consciousness to to help you explore. For example, the awareness of your body and how your body can help you in your daily life and feel more connected and, and open up new potential, how your mind can be more centered and, and use all its resources, how the mind-body connection is, is, a, is a kind of a magical channel that you can use to help yourself in daily life, and, and also how when you've created that stronger center through the practice and that increased awareness, uh, what do you use it for in your daily life? Uh, and we speak a lot about uh, our values in, in daily life. So what are our, our deepest value? What makes, us, what makes us raise in the morning and really be life? So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's really a 
like the first four level of sophology around this. And then you go further, you use sound of the voice, you have walking practices, you have, you, you go very deep in the awareness of your body to conquer a new state of, of being and a new state of awareness and the way you deal with yourself, but also the way you, you look at the world in a much more positive and informed way, I would say. Great. Thank Great. you for Thank that. You. Sorry about my uh, dog barking there. <laughs> my, my apologies. He doesn't know I'm podcasting. It's like you're not allowed to bark when you see people walk by. But um, so the interesting thing about um, Alfonso's method here and his influences is it looks like to me he's really combining some Western and Eastern um, complements and taking a little bit from from each thing like Tibetan Buddhism, Japanese Zen, and the yoga, and molding that with what we're find, finding in Western science. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's very unique. Um, I think at the time he was really a, a pioneer looking into in that way into consciousness because in the 60s very little study had been done on consciousness. Meditation was already known and and since centuries, but but you know like really how consciousness work and what it means to be in a positive state and in healthy state of consciousness versus a state of of disrupted uh, consciousness is very new and and i think not only it was new at the time but i think as as time goes we we are more and more challenged with mental health with stress with with issue in in dealing with our own stuff and the pace of life and everything that I think more than ever sophology is is a fantastic tool to help us uh, create a more healthy state of of being you know so um, it's still uh, still very modern now you know yeah and and I can't believe that it's been around for so long I you know I didn't do the research to see if there's any sophrologists here in the United States but there's like um where I I marked it off but there's something like 100 schools in France that are teaching this Yes yes yeah. it's a huge movement in France Switzerland Belgium uh, Spain um you know it's present in schools uh to help kids feel more confident and positively prepare for exams. Uh, it's used by uh, uh, famous um, golfers and swimmers and tennis players like uh, Steve Ballesteros, for example. Steve Ballesteros, he was a, a student of, of Caicedo and, and really um, says that it's sophology that has helped, helped him to, to win all his competition and, and remain a, a grounded uh, sports person. Um, it's used for birth preparation as well. So on the continent, continental Europe, um, obstetricians or midwife will often recommend to see a sophologist or be sophologists themselves uh, to help women prepare for birth with this combination of practices and, and specific protocol that have been created um, to support uh, women and also um, their partner. Um, yeah, and uh, so it's it's really, um, you know, a lot of people in London, when I do conference in the UK and abroad, they, they ask me, but how come it's taken so long to, to come, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. I had to face that question myself, because when I 
I came in London from Switzerland eight, eight years ago, I realized, okay, there's almost no sophologists here. How come, you know? And, and to this day, I don't still have like a perfect answer for that. I think it's a combination of, cult, uh, of a cultural uh, movement, you know, that um, the language uh, was initially Spanish and then French, and perhaps it takes a certain amount of time to translate a new science into an, another language or for people to, you know, to, to translate that. And, and I always compare it to French cuisine in London. You know, London is only two hours from Paris and it's only perhaps 10 or 15 years that you have real good French cuisine here, you know, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. despite being neighbors for so long, uh, it took that time for like the authentic French cuisine to reach London. So maybe this is why all these things do take time to really reach other culture and other ways of doing and adapting the methods to to a new cultural environment, because you don't really speak about sophology in, in France or in England exactly the same way because it's just a different way of learning things and and I think that's part of the work I've been doing is kind of understanding how British people or English um, English speaking people learn new information and how I can present sophology so that it it's just uh, you know it just lands in the the right space you know so um yeah, it's an interesting journey. Yeah, maybe we can go into next um, how it actually works. I'm I'm on page forty three of your book, and I know that he created these forty specific techniques. And then there's this nice little diagram here of the levels. There's level one of the body, level two is the mind, level three body and mind, level four values, level five through eight consciousness is energy, and then levels eight through twelve living my true self. So um, with these techniques, are they supposed to be practiced in a specific order? Um, Can people jump around and start at level five and maybe go back to level one? Or is there a specific method here in how this can actually work to transform the person if it is done in a sequence of events? Yeah, Uh, I think that's a great question. I think basically... um, it depends what you want out of sophology. I think, um, first of all, yes, there is a progressive learning through the method, which is not complicated. It's just about acquiring different sequences of exercise, <clears throat> different position of your body, different way to breathe, but you're always guided by your sophologist or by your voice initially, so you you know, you, it's quite easy to follow. And, um, and yes, we, we wouldn't jump into level five if you haven't done level one, because we, for example, we really think that feeling grounded in the body and accessing your sensation and being more uh, aware of how you feel and, and being able to notice your body is a very important part of the grounding work in sophrology before you can start to go further and, and, and understand other aspects of yourself. 
that allows you to stay grounded in life because even if you do self-development you 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 have to be grounded like life you have you know you have things to do you 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 know it's it's all about being very real and authentic and in the world so um but but on the other hand uh, if you if you are looking to solve an issue for example if you have trouble sleeping or if you feel anxious or if you you're burnt out and, and, and you're looking for solution or you're preparing for an event like a competition or a stage performance, then in that case, sophology has specific protocol which draw on these different levels and plus added, added protocol that we use in a very tailored way. And, and um, we usually take level one and two exercises and arrange them with a specific in intention or add other techniques that have been developed along the way. And, uh, and, and so that, that just means this will help to solve a specific issue in a number of sessions and that's it. Some people just stop there because they're happy, they, they, they've solved their issue and then they have this tool for life that they can use in, in many other aspects of their life. And some people want to go further and they want to discover more about themselves. They're ready for a longer journey with sophology and, and therefore they have plenty of, of things to discover. So, so that's kind of uh, how the works uh, take place. Great. And would you mind going through the five powers that unlock people's potential? Yes. So, um, so, so first of all, like there's, there's the body, you know, like I've said, like we, we really make sure that people are becoming more aware of their bodies. You know, we spend a lot of time, um, feeling, you know, in our heads, basically in daily life. And we often only listen to our body when the body is hurting, when we, when it gives a symptom and, and then suddenly we stop and we say, okay, yes, my body is doing this and that. Maybe I should rest more. Maybe I should see an osteopath. Maybe I should see my GP. But we rarely use the positive sensation we have in the body and, and, and cultivate this. So sophology through body awareness help us to recognize that we can be aware in more in deeper ways of our body and there's a lot of resources um, through positive sensation um, so that that aspect that i call positive somatization is actually a, a very important one then there's the sophroliminal state which is the the state in which we we practice uh this sophrology so it's a state where you you are completely relaxed um you you but your mind is still alert your body is completely relaxed you're you you're in control of the process and um but it's an alpha brainwave state perhaps you're familiar with that uh, that um, most of meditation practices are done in and it's it's been proven to be a very um, restorative state. So people who are stressed, it's a it's a state where your cells can can repair, where your 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 mind can can balance. So so that's the state. So that's a very powerful state to be in because if if you're looking at solution in your lives, for example, 
perhaps this is the state you have to tune into because in your rational mind, maybe you don't find these answers. And perhaps when you, you let go of your mind and you reach that state and you start this conversation with your body, with your sensation, something else will, will appear, you know. Um, then there's the breath, of course. So in many traditions, we all know the power of the breath and we use the breath in, in different ways in sophology, sometimes to release stress, sometimes to activate positive resources, um, sometimes just to balance the body. And then there's this aspect of movement and stillness. So movement, like uh, we do moves standing or sometimes sitting and, and we alternate with time of pause where actually we listen to the effect of what we've we've been doing and uh, a bit like when you lie down in shavasana in, in yoga at the end of a yoga practice so you're just kind of enjoying all this sensation and this different flow that you can feel in your in your body so we in the, in the same practice we have time of pause and time of activation um, which makes it often easier uh, to practice than for people who perhaps struggle with uh, the traditional meditation where the body starts to ache or you can't focus your mind. And then the positive intention, we all know the, the power of intention. So uh, <clears throat> when when we start a practice, sometimes we, we, we just practice um, because we want to explore something within us, but, but sometimes we can uh, certainly use sophology with a specific intention, like, for example, succeeding exam, uh, being the, the best version of yourself on, on, on a competition. So there's this aspect of intention and positive performance that beyond the non-judgment ability of meditation, sometimes you just need to become very proactive in your life and and, and be more decisive, you know? So that's, that's we support ways to understand when you have to let go and be in the observer and when, when it's time to really fully stand in your power and become active, you know, with a specific and positive intention. Right, great. Thank you for um, explaining that because then, you know, the next step of the book kind of goes into educating the reader about the five systems of the body. And then after you're learning about these um, certain systems and the points to focus on, then you have these very simple exercises, um, you know, that people can do to begin to activate uh, those systems and help the body to come into those re relaxed states. So would you like to talk about the five different um, systems? Yeah. So um, the systems are regions of the body. So they're inspired from the chakra model, from Vedic uh, tradition and, and, uh, and how each system um, gives us access to conscious, a part of consciousness, uh, um, an anatomical part of our body, but also an energy, you know. So, um, as so, the whole uh, kind of I don't know if you say conquest of consciousness or like the the way you you conquer consciousness. I don't know, or the quest for more awareness. Uh, is happening through the awareness of these different parts of the body through different practices. Uh, with uh, movement, as you said, or with the voice, you're learning to become more uh, subtly aware of the different parts in your body and discover that actually uh, 
uh, there are many more sensations and awareness to discover in there. And, and uh, you know, that concept of body memory, every, everything we've, we have lived throughout our lives and, and perhaps even from transgenerational uh, issues or traumas are sometimes are stored in our body somewhere, you know, and, and, and when we journey through sophrology, it is a chance to release all these uh, tension and these old patterns that the body uh, holds um, and, and to invite consciousness to become more integrated, to travel towards something more positive, more more happy, you know. So that this is the the why we have these five systems because they're just the basics of of the awareness of the body and the way we then work with consciousness. Great, thank you. And I have to say, um, when I was going through and taking a look at the exercises, when I was just skimming the book at first, I was like, oh, geez, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to learn these. I'm usually more of a visual learner. I like to be in front of the teacher teaching me, but I actually found it to be really easy to follow. Uh, the illustrations are great. And the other thing that I love that I've never seen anyone do before is this um, interaction that you have on your website, because you have these, um, there are certain uh, techniques and you have a little speaker sound and that is for people to go onto the website and actually listen to an audio recording of how to go through the practice. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, as you say, it can be a challenge to learn something like sophology or yoga or meditation through a book, you know. So my aim, when I was approached by my publisher, I said, yes, I'm happy to write a book on sophology, but um, I really want people to practice because this is what will transform people as much as uh, the technique is interesting. I think what really matters is those 10 minutes a day that you can take and create the space for that in your daily life, perhaps in the morning or in the evening or perhaps uh, in your office and just taking 10 minutes, you know, and that's why I've created these simple practices uh, that take people through not only the different progressive level or the starting uh, steps of sophology, but also make them, uh, um, you know, in the context of modern life, like, you know, for stress, for, uh, for, so for success, for, for finding more headspace, for, for balancing the energy in your body. So just, you know, trying to use those useful techniques and just so people can, can be guided with my voice, like, like I do with my clients in London, you know, that's, that's the whole point of, of sophology so that more people can experience and benefit. Yeah, what a great idea. I love it. And, and I think other people will love the fact that, and you mentioned on the book, people are kind of looking for a quick fix. And sophrology is something that you can do rather quickly. This isn't like a 90 minute practice like yoga would be, you know, you're not going to a 90 minute class. I mean, as I'm scrolling down on your website, which is b sophro S-O-P-H-R-O.com. If the listeners are, um, have access to online, you can see as you scroll down, um, you know, the practices can be anywhere from like seven minutes to eight minutes, 11 minutes. I mean, it really doesn't go much higher than that. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, once you you have discovered the technique over the perhaps the first week and done uh, seven minutes per day, then you know how the sequence work and you are starting to create a new library of sensation and perception inside yourself. And, and with just perhaps one technique, uh, for three minutes, you 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 kind of able to go back to that state you felt, and you start to know where to go inside yourself to switch on these positive uh, intention, resources, sense of hope, sense of presence, or calm, or uh, relaxation, or letting go. And 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 I think you know, um, the more you you practice psychology, the more you become that state in your daily life. And that's that's more than a practice. It, it becomes a, a way of thinking, of, of gaining perspective, of, of knowing you have these resources. And that's extremely empowering, you know. So, uh, yeah. And, and if somebody were to start this, um, you know, in your experience with your clients, I think we're very result-oriented uh, sometimes, like people want to see results quickly. But if people were to start this practice, they get the book and, you know, they're going through the first practices or so, when do you, um, or have you seen when people can notably notice a difference in themselves after X amount of time? Yeah, you know, I don't think it takes long. I think, of course, it uh, depends on your expectation and what you want to change. Uh, so I think after a simple body scan, being 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 uh, guided through the sophology body scan, you, you have already changed your level of stress in your body. You have already perhaps reached that sophroliminal state that has given you those seven minutes of break that can perhaps allow you to finish your day if you had a very short night or if you're struggling with your emotions. So I think there is an instant benefit. Like when I went to that psychologist at 15, I came out of her practice and I said, okay, I, I, I have kind of a sense of hope that I, I, there's, there's a way, you know, there's a way. If I practice this, this might be, you know, and, and just that, just, just shifts your your awareness and, and open up possibilities. And, and then as you repeat the practice, it depends on people. I think it depends how, how much you practice. And But, you know, I see this all the time within one week. My, my client, they all come back and say, okay, this is where I am now. And sometimes they have even, even forgotten the you know, why they came for the first time and how deeply stressed they were because there's all, there's already a shift, you know, but I think it's very individual and, and uh, sometimes it takes three weeks because some people find hard to implement those 10 minutes and which is fine, you know, you, you just go at the pace you can and try to be gentle with yourself and uh, do a um, small step at the time and, and then they, they all add up, you know, so uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I also don't want to take it too lightly of, you know, what you are teaching here, um, you know, in the work of Alfonso, there's a science behind this too, right? It's not just, okay, pay attention to your breath. Now relax, sit, sit in this way and breathe like this and pay attention. I mean, there's a lot of science and things that are happening in the biology of the body when you can really connect with the breath, breathe in certain ways, bring the intention and bring the awareness. I mean, the oxygenation of the cells, 
Um, do you want to go into at all just the science behind what some of this uh, is actually accomplishing? Yeah, I think, you know, Alfonso Caicedo, he was a neuropsychiatrist and he was, you can imagine if you're in a hospital in Barcelona in the 60s, most doctors at the time, they would even think yoga or meditation is a little weird, you know. <laughs> so, um, so I think, you know, he was in a context where, uh, you know, where he had to bring those concepts and really, he, he wanted like, a sophology to be recognized and taken seriously by his peers. And I can see this throughout his work. He's really um, used the scientific mind to uh, look into those uh, Eastern practices, and and uh, but in a phenomenological way, which is which is a little bit different than than proving every concept. It's more like as you go along and you see the result and you test it on people, you, that's how you, you you see the result, you know? So it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it is a totally scientific approach. And, um, and, and the fact is, is used a specific language in, in French, like the word sophology is created that word. That's not a word that was used before. So it's a real creation is done, like all this different state of consciousness that it describes. Um, it's, it's, yeah, he's really, you know, he was really interested in, in, in making an impact in the, in the scientific world first. And then, and then it spread to um, a wider population and was used and developed for for different aspects of life. And and now that um, you know that that we're a bit further along, there, there are different studies that have been made made in France, for example, taking a group of people and 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 uh, who are anxious and and they've uh, monitor their progress and you know there there are like clear results. Um, uh, that that sophology is, is effective in in Switzerland, for example, in the 90s, it's been um, it's it's uh, reimbursed by the Swiss National Insurance Sophology. So to tell you that you know wow. it's not something that is a bit like woo woo alternative. It's <laughs> scientific, you know, and um, and they did some research and found that. Um, amongst the population who was practicing uh, sophology on a regular basis, they I think they needed forty uh, percent less uh, medication throughout the year than other um, uh, patient or the patient in the um, in the insurance. So that's how they they supported that, you know. So. Uh, so yeah, so for for so so you know it's 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 always finding the balance. Um, I, I truly believe that that there is a magic within us, and and that the technique of uh, Alfonso Caicedo allows us to connect to that part that maybe science will never truly understand, and that's the part that makes me really excited when I practice and seeing those changes. But of course, I'm aware that for sophologists to spread, there is that need of scientific recognition and because that's how the world works. And, and so we have to kind of have the two um, to be able to further spread. So um, it's an interesting balance to find, you know. Yeah. Well, now let's um, let people know about B. Sofro. 
which is, you know, your business here and your program, you have different services that you offer people, people online courses. So if people are really interested and would like to learn more, um, can you explain the services that you offer? Yeah, thank you. So we, you know, we are really an expanding platform. There's, there's, uh, you know, following the success of the book here in the UK, there is a, a, a real demand of people for more practices. So I'm launching an, an online course very soon, like in a month's time where people will be uh, taken through different steps of sophology. And it's gonna, for those who find it perhaps sometimes hard to connect through a book they can read the book and then look at the video and they you know perhaps it, it helps also to under, understand better the moves and everything and um, and yeah otherwise I have a practice here where I'm, I'm lucky to have found a, a lovely colleague so we we both are um, seeing clients in one-to-one and I I we also go in the corporate world to um, you know to speak about prevention of birth burnout of uh, enhancing mental health or dealing with stress issues um yeah and, and i'm i spending a lot of time spreading the word like like today you know explaining to people the power of sophology and how it's helped me and because uh, i'm so passionate about it and i i think it can really help a lot of people uh, a lot more people than it's already helped in the, in continental europe so um yeah Great. Well, thank you so much for being a guest here on the Path Love and Podcast and for educating me on this. Um, okay. It, it kind of goes hand in hand with something that I'm, I've just started learning a little bit more about. Uh, it's more tailored towards the science of yoga, but it's, it's including breath and postures. And I see similar things um, in your book that I'm also learning. So I see the combination of it as well. And it's so important. I mean, just the simple breathing techniques that I've been working on in the past five days after I got back from this conference, I am seeing improvements in my health, a decrease in, in appetite, cravings, uh, losing weight, a skin condition is completely clearing up. And I'm like, is this really possible? Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah, that's good. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. And, um, and again, for those of you who are interested in purchasing the book and uh, having the opportunity to go and follow through with those live practices that you can listen to on her website, the book again is The Life-Changing Power of Sophrology, Breath, Breathe and Connect with the Calm and Happy You. So Dominique, thanks again. It was wonderful to have you. Lovely to meet you and uh, speak to you soon. Huh? You take care. Thanks for listening to the Path 11 podcast today. I hope you all enjoyed this show. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon page, I'd like you to do so because we are going to start putting some content over there that is only for our Patreon subscribers. You can get content for as little as donating a dollar a month, and it could just be a one-time donation. We have other freebies over there that you can get depending upon how much you would like to donate. And again, it could be a one-time donation, or you can continue to keep your subscription on a monthly basis at that donation level, but I just put my MBT immersive experience, which was a four day intensive meditation training in Tennessee with physicist Tom Campbell. I was listening to binaural beats, going to altered states of consciousness, having out of body experiences and life changing experiences that I was able to bring back uh, for myself, for my clients, for my friends that was just out of this world. So if you would like to listen to that, I'd like you to head on 
on over to path11podcast.com. You're going to see an orange button that says Patreon. Become a Patreon today and you can have access to that podcast. And I would like to remind you to head on over to path11productions.com and check out the membership that we have for the Afterlife Awareness Conference. We have over 25 hours of footage with amazing speakers like William Buhlman, Thomas John, Terry Daniel, Suzanne Geisman, Suzanne Northrup, Linda Fitch, uh, Austin Wells, just a few people uh, to name off that were amazing. These workshops are just so valuable. So I think that you would really enjoy it. It's also a great thing to think about to maybe give the gift to somebody who is struggling with grief. If you are looking for resources, this is a great conference to send people to to check out. And thanks again for listening today. 